0: This is season one, episode four of the Bunny Talks Money Matters podcast, featuring our brand new co-star, Darian Williams. What's good? Let's just give a little background. He is an entrepreneur, real estate photographer, filmmaker, music producer. I mean, this man is anything and everything, but he doesn't work at Chipotle. So, never I mean, that. no, never that. Um, just
1: tell us a few things. What's, what's new and exciting? All right, what's new? Things are cracking. I'm feeling good. Um, Getting in my flow, getting in my routine. I think that's a really important thing. My sleep schedule is looking real nice. Um, Mentally, I'm just in a great place, I must say. How about you?
0: Good. Yeah, I mean, I'm I couldn't be any better. I um, I recently got under contract for my new listing that we did on Westview. It was a uh, it was a townhome. I, um, I went on Zillow, I was just cold calling people for sale by owners. And um, I finally stumbled upon this one owner who listed it at 291. And I don't know if you know anything about the market right now, but it's, at a, it's literally like all time high. Oh yeah. So I mean, houses are going for outlandish prices, is price. Um, and then I called him up. I was like, hey, like what you're listing at right now, like isn't even close to what the market's actually adjusting for. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is there any chance that if I could get you past 291, would you consider listing with blue like me practically? And and then they were like, yeah, okay. They were like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And um, me and Steve Boyat, he's one of the owners of Blue Realty. He was like, well, I mean, again, like if we don't get you anything over 291, we'll do everything for free. So like, that's how we base it off of. Mm. Okay. And, um, we finally got under contract Monday. We did an open house Sunday, went very well. There was probably like 14 groups in there and we got offers all the way up for like three twenty, like three twenty two. 22.
1: And Wait, was it a private seller listed? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes.
0: So Cheap. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the one thing is, is that the, the people who we have under contract right now waived appraisal and waived inspections, mm. meaning that like, the house is probably going to appraise for two hundred and sixty, but realistically, yeah. they have to pay a premium over because of the market inflation. Yeah. So like they're going out of pocket like forty grand.
1: So the the buyer already knows that it's probably under. price.
0: Hundred percent. Where are they from? Hundred percent. Um, just like South Florida, and um, actually, what's really good is that like, they said that they have two other properties that if we sold this place, they're going to list with us. So they have two other investment. Investment properties. Oh, you landed at gold. So, so th- that's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like it's more of like a tree that just goes down and just trickles down to the roots of just oh, now. Yeah. It's like spreading out. So I mean, it was. I mean, that's
1: normally how most projects go. You know, when you when you do good work for good people, I always say they'll bless you. Like you know, good work for good people, and you show them that you can handle it, and then you didn't even know they had more properties. It always there's always a trickle that goes from it. Correct.
0: You know? Correct. Like. That's why like I try to be on top of my a game every single time. And if people don't know me, I try to really show myself as like I'm this, this and that. Yeah. So it's like, One I have want... always
1: been told is you're only as good as your next project. Correct. Like, no, anything Correct. you've done before. doesn't even matter if you can't bring your a game every single time. It's not worth anything. Exactly. You know? Exactly.
0: And, uh, we just got just offers off fucking, oh, fucking like craziness. Yeah. Like people were like, I'll pay three thirty for the place but then like, also you have to take into like, consideration is that like they didn't waive appraisal. So meaning if the house appraised for 280, they're, they have an obligation to close the contract mm. because of the fact that it's like, oh, well, they don't want to go out of pocket. And I think you know what escrow is, right? Yeah. So it's like they put 10K into escrow, meaning that if the you contract- You should explain
1: it just for people that don't know.
0: Okay, so appraisal means that um, from like the BCPA, Meaning that the Broward County of um, appraisal administration, they go house to house after a contract is listed, appraising the house. Meaning that they as like they assert the true value, and um, inspections. Meaning if you waive inspections, there is a um, every house that is sold in Broward County or even like worldwide needs to be inspected for water damage, termites. Um, messing up pipes, like, like, like practically the whole nine. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like a seven day period of just full evaluation. And, um, most people like don't go past inspections because if something goes wrong, they want to pull out new roof. mm, There's like a crack in the roof. No one wants to pay 15 grand for a new roof. So why not just take 10 grand out of escrow? Meaning that escrow is like a security deposit in a way of saying, I want this house. I'm willing to put this much down to assert myself that I have, um
1: so is the escrow basically just a down payment correct okay
0: correct so that contributes to the down payment and um it's it, w- it was just crazy how like the people who want this house so bad they waived the, they waived appraisal which is huge mm. and they waived inspections so even if there's leakage in the roof there's nothing that they can do because they have a zero day inspection period and we made them put a premium in the escrow account meaning that they only put nine grand but we forced them to put 15. Wow. So if things go bad,
1: they still have something
0: they either have to get the house for say it appraises for 280 So they have to pay $40,000 out-of-pocket or lose the $15,000 that they have
1: mm. and most people don't want to lose I'm so much skin in the game. You don't want to that point. Got it. correct Correct,
0: correct. So I mean it's more of like what we do as real estate agents. We leverage the esc- like the escrow meaning that like oh, do you want to lose 15,000 or do you want to p- pay a premium of 30,000 and mm. most people, most people nowadays pay a premium just cause like there's such a shortage yeah. in the housing market right now.
1: Yeah. So um, no. And also how you were saying, um, they already have two more properties lined up. That, that's how most of my clients work. Even this last client, like we can get into that now is, um, I, I was doing a real estate shoot cause like if people don't know, I do real estate photography and videography. So, I make a lot of connections through that as well because I'm doing it in like high end Boca or high end Delray. There's a lot of opportunity there just to talk to the homeowner. So you don't know what they do. And I always just make small talk. I don't try to get in the face. I'm not like, Hey, this is what I do. Can I do anything else? It's more just like a normal conversation. People just like to connect with other people. And I was talking to him while I was shooting his home and found out he had a, um, skincare company where he had this um, soap bar for your face and it's really good. It's a one step solution. And we're talking about it. And then he said he already got a full studio in Florida too. Um, do his commercials? I mean, show me the commercial. they super high end commercials. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if I can do that level yet, but we can do some social media ads and see what we can do. I so said, all right, let's run it. Let's try a little social media. I'd give him a small, um, a small project breakdown. Let's do it. Let's go for it. We did it. He enjoyed what we liked. And then it became just a good connection because every time we'd call on zoom, I think it was just a really good connection. We clicked really well, found out he was getting married. He's like in his older age. I, I don't know his actual age, but he's, he's getting married for the second time. And he's like, come shoot my wedding. I was like, I don't know how to shoot a wedding. I've never done that, but I kind of, it's wedding is basically just portrait photography and event photography mixed together. It's a really easy thing. Not easy, I'm not gonna say it's easy, but it's um, not that crazy, especially when it's not a high end wedding because they're getting married in the courthouse and then they're just going to a dinner. So it wasn't like a crazy ceremony. So I said, yeah, I'll take it. We did the wedding, he liked everything, family liked me, it was a good time. And then he said, you know, let's take it to the next level. I wanna get on TikTok, I wanna do a lot of more social media stuff. And now this is the third project we're working on. He says, come over, let's talk about it. And it wasn't like this whole suit and tie meeting, let's like set up project proposal and everything. It was more, hey, let's eat some pizza, let's watch some TikToks, let's just talk. <laughs> and we, we kind of just broke down what, awesome. we, what he's really looking for. And the big thing that I'm trying to move into now is instead of just having um, just a product, I really like to help companies grow. And that's what I'm doing with this pharmacy that I'm working with, where I'm trying to see how can I make their content, um, strengthen and investor relations, with a pharmacy biotech pharmacy. Okay. Yeah. So okay. they make products for uh, pain relief and then they also do, um, back end behind the counter stuff like things for multiple sclerosis and things like that. But what I'm really working on is their pain relief products, which is over the counter on Amazon. And, uh, is, it, an- is, it, is it like
0: FDA approved type stuff or is it more just like speculative? Like, Oh,
1: I don't fully remember stuff. FDA approved, but it, I believe so. Okay. I believe so. I have to double check. Okay. That but don't quote you. Don't quote. Me. Okay. But it is, they, it's actually really cool. I'll get into that after. But yeah, yeah, yeah. For Please. the skincare, we're just talking about, like, we figured out what he needs. And I said, I want to really be a part of your company for the next two months. I want to see what I can do. I don't want to just be one project and leave. So what started up as a $900 project and then another project for the wedding, this is now a two month, $5,000 project, which <laughs> is really exciting. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's just really cool how things snowball when you, when you don't cheat people because I could have easily just said, oh, let me just half-ass it on the $900 project. I made Correct. $900. Let's have a good time. No, no, no. I did probably $3,000 worth of work for that $900, but now I just got paid back that extra $2,000 that I think I did extra work in in the next project. So things snowball into each other and then just showing this work and also I can give this to other companies and pitch it. And then I think the number, I'm reading this book called Law, The Laws of Success right now the law of success. It's a really good book. And then there's a principle in the book that says always do more than your asked, no matter what, even if you're getting paid nothing, always do more than you can possibly do because you're not doing it for them. You're always doing everything for you. It is in a somewhat selfish way, but it's a selfish way to make you grow. And the end goal is to help other people. So when you can do more than you really asked for, um, it just puts out that energy in the world. And then someone else will come and say, like, can I do more than I can ask for, for you? And you know, everything was back yeah. in turn. So yeah,
0: um and then i mean also just to add on i mean i went to probably 20 other brokerages before i went to blue realty and i was like hey can i get an internship like i'm willing to work for free like i just want to learn yeah and then on the 20th person i knocked on like steve's door he's like yeah come in sit just watch and it was like fully for like two weeks unpaid Mm -hmm. just me learning just me finding him listings and just and just praying that something follows through and I mean, I mean, after those two weeks of me just showing my worth and he was he was blown away. He said, I've never seen an intern work like you. And, he, and as soon as as soon as he said those remarks, me and him already got under agreement that he's going to take me under his wing and give me salary. And yeah. with that, he's going to make me his full time. Um, I don't know, like assistant in a way. So when he brings me to, say, a three million dollar listing in Fort Lauderdale, instead of saying, hey, it's my it's my intern. No. Hey, this is my assistant, Sean McHenry yeah so i mean and it's, it's, a,
1: it's a whole nother level because i always say i think the currency of the world is knowledge because it's not money there's not enough money in the world to pay for everything there is you can get money anywhere you can get um you can let a job through a referral but at the end of the day to really grow and to get to the next level it's how much do you know more than the next person how much can you really get your foot in the door and how much can you maneuver the situation that you get hold because there's never a textbook for life you know yeah. it's always let me figure this out. Let me figure this out. How well Correct. can you improve? And that, that's the same thing from when I was starting. I was like, I worked for free so much and I was, I got this advice that not to tell so many people to work for free because you're almost teaching them to exploit themselves in the sense that we're, you have to understand when you work for free, it's for the goal that you're getting paid in knowledge and it's not, it's a very temporary thing people would sometimes say let's work for free and they'll keep doing it. And I'll see them three years later still working for free. And I'm like, what are you doing? No, that's, that's, that's a, very yeah, yeah, small yeah part. It's a literally small window. The Correct. Dog. So working for free is nothing more than a tool in your pocket, but when you do work for free and then you can say you can trade your presence and then they can give you information on what's really, and now you have a head start more than like most 20 year olds and 30 year olds would say like they'll never even like Correct. see a $3 million dollar home. Unless they like grinding their face off to, um, find a way to list it or even sell it to a buyer. And that's where it comes in. Like you worked hard, but you also worked smart. Yeah, because you could have done the hard work and labor and worked your way up all the way to that $3 million. But why do that? When you can just intern and shadow someone for free, but you just saved yourself 10 years. So what really, how much did you save a lot of money?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, I mean, especially right now what you're doing, I mean, you're kind of putting a lot of money, assuming so into your new business. And I mean, you're just hoping that evaluates in the future and just kind of scales with scales by itself. Yeah. So, I mean, it it was, I would, again, like if you can just go like more into your future business, I mean, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. The biggest, um, I was talking to this one realtor and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to try doing this. I'm gonna try doing that. And then he looked at me dead in the eyes and he said, don't go wide, go deep. And he said, go deep as you possibly can because, you can the way like it was shown to me it was like there's a like a playing field and the wider you go, think of it as like a bathtub. The wider you, the wider your bathtub, and the bigger your bathtub is, the slower it's gonna fill up. And by filling up, I mean gain knowledge and experience and um, put time into it. Yeah. If you can make that bathtub turn into like this, like a literal cup, you pour a little bit into it and you go that deep and you just keep digging that hole down. Yeah. That was weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm five. Um, And you keep digging it down, bro. Like you can get way more knowledge, way more experience and put way more time into it, surpassing the entire playing field. And it's almost like you're a needle in the industry at that point, because you've gone so deep and niche down, say you only do $500,000 homes and you stick to that. I don't know exactly the real estate is probably different than photography, but say for me, if I only did say product photography, and I did soap photography and I was the best at soap photography I'm better than everyone else cause people are doing soap photography and okay. then maybe other photography and different types of things. But I try to be the needle in the industry when I'm first getting started, poke my hole through and then I can see, okay, I have a little more wiggle room. Let me try something else. Yeah. And I think well, a lot of people make the mistake. And I made the mistake as well of it's so cool when you get into a new industry and you're like, wow, this is grand. This is awesome. Let's uh, try this. Let's try that. Let's try that. It's almost like a sample plate. And you know, when you get a sample plate at a restaurant, you're just getting a bite of it. You don't get really yeah. the full experience of the full filet mignon you know? And then when I learned that the real successful people, when you say your successful people, they started off, um, Amazon started off selling only books, one way delivery. They had, I think one or two ways of marketing, one step, one thing, one thing, one thing. And they did that so well that once they got that under full control, then they added on maybe toys or something like that. And then they added on the two day shipping and prime and all that stuff. And it's a common trend in a lot of successful people that I've noticed is they start off so thin. And then they go.
0: Correct. So, I mean, you're, you're what I see you, what you do, you're doing, you're doing film, you're doing photography, you're doing music. So, I mean, when you say that, I mean, it's kind of <coughs> counterintuitive yeah. to what you're doing. So, I mean, like, do you have a special niche? Yeah.
1: Of so, like what you're doing. Like I said, when I started out, I got into a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I will take projects here and there. Like, say so I'll do headshots and I'll do this because I do to make men's and eat ends me. But my main thing that I do right now, as far as my business, as I'm growing my business, my business is um, social media content. Correct. And I do a 15 to 30 video package, and I walk them through, I show them, okay, this is how you introduce your company, this is how we go about it, and I go, I'm go, i formulating a step-by-step thing. As an individual, I'm doing a lot of stuff, but as a company, as I'm trying to form it, the company is a single needle in the industry that I'm trying to hit, because there's a lot of production companies that hit, um, oh, we'll do a commercial for you, and we'll do all these different things, but what a lot of companies are realizing to get in the social media spaces, they can't afford to pay $5,000 for a video. I'm talking about like the high end companies. They can't afford yeah. to pay $5,000 a video when they want to post every single day of content. And then the only alternative is to get like a little kid that's, I mean, I'm 19, but like a little 18 year old that, um, just holds a camera and it's not that quality. It's not structured. They don't really know where they're going. They don't have a mission of what they're doing with their content. So where I came in as my needle, is I said I have quality equipment, I have quality gear, I am professional how I do things. We have a team that we back up, I have editors that I outsource, I have animators that we outsource, and we formulate packages for each single company that's almost like a product. It's not a custom package, it's a product, and we do 15 videos, we show you the step-by-step rundown, and then they'll have content for an entire month. And I don't see many people, other people, doing that right now, and it's a really good niche. And I encourage anyone, if they're in a local area, to start that because it's such a, cool concept that hasn't um, been explored yet because it's either you're super high end and you don't want to do all those videos where like 30 seconds or yeah. you're super low and you're trying to get a bite of anything.
0: Have you ever heard of like the Gary Vee philosophy of his rule of thumb is like just post as much as you can. Yeah. 20 to 30 times a day. Yeah. And it just, it just get your content out there.
1: Oh for sure. Are you
0: more focused on quality yeah, or more like the quantity of work?
1: I have to be focused on quality because anyone can do the quantity. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like you can hire like a little 18 year old. And then, um, I don't want to say little, like I'm demeaning them. Like you can hire any kid and then say, just film. We'll post that content. Go, 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 go. Yeah, go." yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So if I were to do that as well, I wouldn't be as valuable to other people. But what I, what I, what my mixture is is it's quality with enough content that you can post at least once a day. Got you it. Know what I'm saying, yeah, 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 for sure. So that, that's where I found my approach because like it takes a lot to invest in this much gear that I have and everything that I'm doing and I'm still learning. I still make a lot of mistakes and I'm working to um, push in as, ne- as close as possible and eventually stop taking other projects because yeah, right now I am doing too much um, and I'm serving myself really thin, but lessons I'm learning.
0: Correct. But I mean, to me, I don't think you're walking on ice in any chance. I mean, I think everything you have right now is kind of like a setup and especially, I think what you mentioned earlier on this podcast, you said that you got the contract down for the two months. And um, I mean, how did you like, how do you go about signing contracts? Cause I know I I bet you have realtors in your ear. I bet you have friends and family. I bet you have this, I bet you have that. Like, how do you say, okay, I'm, I'm gonna be 100% committed in this project, I'm not gonna work with anyone else, anything else, like this is gonna be mine.
1: Well, my day job is still the real estate photography. So, what I've done with the real estate photography is I've now hired another friend of mine and then if I can't go to a shoot, the main thing, let me start off with this, I try to make myself as, as give myself as many options. So, say if I can't go to a shoot or even three shoots a day, I have options I can send people out, lot, I have editors I can edit it to even if I'll even just break even, it will just make sure these clients are happy and I can still go about focusing on what I really want to focus on because, um, like I said, it's, it's almost like trying not to be a yes man of saying, I'll do this, I'll do that. I'll do yeah, that. And that's what I figured. Yeah. Okay. So now that I've set things up where, if I don't want to do that, I have people I can refer it off to. And then I get like a small commission back almost like real estate. I'm, I'm almost trying to like mirror the real estate model because it is a small model where you just commission back, you give it off because there's only so much you could do in a day. So now with this two month, on um, contract. Um, even though it's two months, there's still a lot of editing time. There's photo time, like just making sure you get all the content set. Correct. But it's not a full every single day I'm working on it. It's almost like I'll post and analyze and see what I'm doing. And like I said, I'm still dialing everything in. I don't have, I don't know all the answers. I'm still making a lot of mistakes. I'm still nineteen, yeah. you know. But yeah, yeah. I'm doing my best on as try try to balance everything out. Um, so the way I have it scheduled, is like every Sunday we'll do a shoot and then we'll post it the week. We'll edit throughout the week. And I'm sure it's not going to take 12 hours a day to edit. So sometimes I can put in another, like a two hour shoot for like a headshot session or maybe go to a couple of real estate shoots. So I'm very flexible in that. It's not a full, I'm in an office warehouse typing on a computer type. Yeah. Two months. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. Got gotcha. you.
0: And just kind of to kick back on what we said last podcast, if anyone, if anyone listened, we talk about real estate investing too. And since you're primarily working with a ton of real estate agents, um, I I was recently talking to Steve Boyat and um, we were supposed to be on on this podcast with Max right now. And him and and Max are doing um, like a 50-50 of, they're both contributing money to an investment property and whatever split they get, they do half and half. Mm. So it's like one they're taking on less risk because of the fact that they're both backed by two loans Yeah, meaning that if one if one if one has like a Like a screw-up the next one is kind of like a safety net in a way and um, Also, it's like my big plan right now is like once I can acquire enough Equity and like within myself is to finally invest in something. Mm -hmm. So Have you really ever thought about taking the money that you have right now and investing either like a rental property or just a property in yourself?
1: Yeah. I also remember last time I was saying like, I'm not getting into that at all. Um, the more I think about it, a cool goal would be to get a duplex so I can have a living situation and I can still not really have to pay for it too much. Um, but a lot of the duplexes that would be affordable to me, I'd only have like a $400,000 budget for at least getting the mortgage for it and a lot of $400,000 duplexes are needs a lot of reno, So you need a, like 15 k in reno at yeah. least. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a thought. It's a real cool idea. And also I'm also, I'm building a business as well. So I'm trying to invest as much as possible. into. it I probably put at least 50% of my money into my business back. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's always <laughs> re going, but it's like, as soon as I invest that 50, I can take on a bigger client that even just paid for yeah. all well, that, and that 50 turns into like a 10% at one point. Yeah, yeah. Like what used to be 50% is now probably like 5%, because I keep it's a constant growth. You have to feed it. You have to feed it. It's like a business to me is like a baby. You have to keep feeding. You have to keep growing. Yeah. It's a huge time commitment. And it's everything, but it's worth it in the end. Yeah. You know, and I think real estate investment will be, really, will be a really cool endeavor, especially with all this um inflation, you know? Yeah. And you will lose all the value of your money. And the way this is going, bro, I'm seeing people like dump money into their rent investment properties now because it's like, where else is this money going to go? Is it going to sit in the bank? Is it just going to depreciate? And it's yeah. Because
0: that's true. And then also people are turning it to like, not even rentals, but Airbnbs. Oh yeah. i don't know if you know, but that's going crazy right oh, yeah. now.
1: Yeah. Some dude in front of me, just got an Airbnb, Like he bought the house and made an Airbnb. Yeah. I've seen a new person like every other day. I'm like, wow.
0: Correct. Correct. I mean, and it's, it's, it's literally just crazy but you can do with one knowledge and one leverage Yeah. cause I mean right now with your business, if you're putting 50, 50% in like, like it's like, it's bound to grow. Oh yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, it's bound. It
1: leverage is the name of the game as well. It's like when I bring on a new photographer, sure, I will lose half the money by paying him and doing the shoot and I lose half the money of the shoot, but then i will give me time to land another probably $2,000 shoot Correct. and so I still don't lose anything. The key is just not trying to get out of the red. I'm at least breaking even. At the worst, okay. even then when I break even, I have the time to now do sales calls and really put myself out there. Because when I when you're a one man band, especially as a photographer, that's not just like a high end photographer, but someone that's just really growing a business and a service. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy to get caught in that almost rat race of oh go to shoot 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 edit, edit and you're get in your workflow. You're not really growing one because there's only so much time in the day to like go to more educational stuff and things like that. So, yeah. Leverage is the name of the game. That's what I'm trying to really, really strive for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. And, um, and also, I mean, how would like, when you say that you don't want to be a, like a yes man, yes man, yes man. And you do all these contracts and you make and you make all, and you make a boatload of money probably. I mean, do you have like a financial advisor in any sense of the way?
1: That's a good question.
0: Um, like, like, are your parents like, Hey, maybe think about this or your girlfriend's like, Hey, think about this. Or you're like, mm,
1: I might do this. I, I have a set of colleagues. Like I don't have one set financial advisor. I'll just see people that are doing stuff that I want to do. And I kind of ask them, how did you manage your money in this situation? Yeah. Once one key financial advisor would be cool. But, um, I have like a lot of friends, parents that are doing really well as well. And I can ask them. Okay. Um, so it's just having that circle of a good community that are all like, I try to surround myself with people who their normal is where I want to be. I you know, So, hang with my friends and even hang with my friends dad's like where they're doing like multi-million dollar stuff And it's really cool. I try to like just spend time with them and say hey How did you do this when you were younger? How did you like try to not trip over certain like trip lines when they already went over it? Yeah, if that made sense like um, Try to avoid a lot of mistakes. So yeah, I would I would hit up a lot of my friends parents and um, even my mentors as well because there was a point where I was gonna start putting or $2,000 a month into my car payment because all I heard was from all these YouTube, so I was like, debt is bad, debt is bad, get rid of debt. And especially bad debt, obviously good debt is good. But bad debt as far as like car payments, I heard it's bad, get rid of it as fast as possible. So like, I need to get rid of this as fast as possible. So I started dumping money into yeah. my car. And then my mentor was like, what are you doing? Are you dumb? <laughs> like, he's like- They're
0: like, have you ever heard of paying interest? Yeah. Like so low.
1: Yeah, he's like, dude, you have an 8% APR right? on a $14,000 yeah. loan. Like, you're yeah, gonna yeah, be okay. Yeah. Everything's gonna be fine. Right. And then so I slashed that back down. It's, it's, I still pay more cause I don't want to be paying for 60 months. It's not going to be yeah. two, like two years, but that's even better. now I can breathe again. And then with that money that I, now I don't um, spend on even put into stocks anymore as much. Like I, I lowered that a little to put back into business. Like things, I'll actually yeah. give me returns to put even more into stocks later on. Correct. Um, even with the car payment. So then I looked at the money I had, I was like, wow, okay, let's invest back in the business. So I bought a brand new camera, brand new lighting set of everything. And then, as soon as I got that, landed a gig that I couldn't have done without that camera. And I was like, okay, now this makes a little more sense. So,
0: yeah. It Wait, was- that the new camera that you just bought?
1: Yeah, it's the middle one right there.
0: By the way, I mean, since this is the first episode that's going on YouTube, I mean, this shit is so nice. Right? Like, this is, like, like really this cool. is fantastic. Yeah. Like, this is an actual podcast.
1: Dude, I'm stoked. Yeah. Listen, I wanted to do something like this for the longest time. You just need to just a little push? I need a little push, bro. Because, yeah. so, like, there's always, like, he's looked, like, I'm decently good at starting, but I do get cold feet. Like, okay. I, I can't lie about that. I get cold feet on certain things. I was like, oh, no, 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 let's not good. And the fact that you got, you took the initiative, you started, I was like, there's something I can jump. Like, let, let's, see what I can. correct.
0: Do. And there has to be some value that's, that's going to go towards this. Oh
1: yeah. Exactly. Cause, Cause
0: like, I mean like, and like, fucking like, I can just see the scale in like 10 years. Like I want to have like multi-million o- millionaires on here. Yeah. Hopefully like a billionaire, just like yeah. crazy entrepreneurs. Have a own studio, yes. have a
1: warehouse, something like that. That would be the end goal. And
0: Cause again, like this is free knowledge. Like like everything I'm hearing for you, I'm translating in my own brain and I'm like, yeah. okay, how can you use what he said to better my life? Yeah. And
1: let me say this real quick. Don't take everything I say to heart because I'm still learning. Correct. You know? Correct. And me too. Now, I'm going to fuck up so many times,
0: but I right? can't tell you how much I love fucking up. Dude, it's a great thing. Like, dude, let me tell you.
1: So, <laughs> like, I love fucking up. I was, People dude, don't get that. No, it's I, I look like, forward to those. That's why i say I don't try to. Yeah, what of course. Like, of course. Listen, it's like, you don't know what you don't know sometimes. Yeah. You, you simply, you can't avoid everything. You can study all you want. You sometimes don't know what you simply don't know. Correct. And when I mess up really bad and I know I tried my best and I still messed up. I was like, I don't say, Oh, this is your fault. This is your fault. Cause I did everything I could. I say, what can I do next time? And even if it was 90% of someone else's fault, I always just find that 10% that was me and there's always going to be a 10% yeah. and like, especially with the people that I work with. Sometimes they're, they're difficult sometimes. They want everything their way. They want that, that, that. Mm-hmm. And me being a nice guy. Sometimes I'll cave and I'll be like, okay, Fine, I'll waste another two hours of my day, not even valuing my own time. And then what I've learned is when I've learned to set boundaries in a certain way that they simply just can't break it. I said, Oh, I can still be a nice guy. You just don't, yeah. don't push the boundaries. You can't go over. It's not like, it's literally, you can't do it. And I was doing a music video the other day. Like I do fun projects, with my friends. Okay. I never take music videos with like an actual client. I don't do anything like that, but there's times as a creative, like you still want to be a little bit creative. So <laughs> I took a music video. Because it is, it is a thing. Like when you caught in the business world, it's very this, 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 systemized, systemized. And then I am still an artist at the end of the day, so I do try to incorporate things that can just go free. Let me try, because I also learned something through that as well. Yeah, doing the music video, and I thought I knew what I was doing. I was like, yeah, no, the music video is easy. We just set up some lighting, and I was just messing up. I was like, this doesn't look good. I don't like this shot. I couldn't set this up in time, and it was just a terrible, terrible shoot. I wasn't getting paid for it. I didn't care that I wasn't getting paid. I was just saying. I wish I could do better. And then I went, I remembered after that whole shoot, that everything just went wrong. And we're still in the process of shooting. It's not like it's like done. It's like we're in the process. It's a fun part like I said, with our friends that we can see what we can do wrong. Correct. And I just felt so relieved when I found out how bad I did. I was like, oh, so that's <laughs> what I don't know. Oh, so that's how you do that. And you go back to the drawing board, you learn a few things. You Correct. and growth. how you like this and you grow. And then, then when I go back, I'm gonna be like, boom, boom, boom. That's how you do it. And that's why I use like almost the world as my film school. Like, I could have totally went to film school. I use the world as my film school because there's so many different unique scenarios and I enjoy that whole process of finding out what's next and thinking, I love thinking that I'm so good cause I know I'm going to get slapped in the face as soon as I think that, like I'll, I'll feel like I know what I'm doing, bro. I've done this for this long. I know what I'm doing. As soon as I say that, bro, yeah, get the biggest sucker punch in the face because like you don't Yeah. even dude. Quincy Jones, the person that like produced Thriller with Michael Jackson, there's this um, artist called Jacob Collier and he's like this new young artist. He's insanely talented with music theory and all that stuff. And Quincy Jones sat under Jacob. He's like, teach me something new. And I was like, yo, if Quincy Jones, one of the best producers of the world of any time era, probably at this point can still humble himself and say, what don't I know today? Let me find out. Dude, who am I? Yeah. Who might even say, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you still have confidence in what you do, don't get me wrong, but you never let go of that. What can I learn more? And if you look at the pay raise of like a lot of um people throughout their age, you see like twenty, it like doubles when they're thirty, goes up when they're forty. But when you see that they turn forty, you realize the average pay of forty years kind of bottom out. And I was, I always like what I didn't understand. And you realize because they stopped growing, they stop. Yeah. They, they they get their families. They're the man of the house. There's, I know what I'm doing. And the moment you say that, bro, you die slowly.
0: Yeah, like, having, a, like, I know everything mentality is going to fuck you up for the rest of your life. And also, like, just, like, I just want people to understand that, like, it's, like, it's it's okay to fail. Yeah. Like, it is okay to fuck up. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, that's, like, that's the whole beauty oh, of it. shit. Is
1: mm-hmm. it off? That was so important.
0: rose got one. i was still going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I'm she still... You good? <laughs> Just as we're talking about fucking up, yeah. like, <laughs> like we fuck up. No, like. Yeah, yeah, I put oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you good? This is uh, uh, a slight delay, slight delay in podcast. By the way, we're not gonna edit this out. No way. Okay, yeah, no, we're not. Because, like, like the whole goal of the podcast is just for rawness. So the people listening to this are like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? But, um... I mean, honestly, this is way better than my first one. Like, I'm just going to say this. Like, I had I, I, I had nothing even comparable to this. No way. And, like, also, it's like I was using my computer audio, thinking that my mic was plugged in. And there was just, like, st- like static-y noises in the background. So...
1: Dude, it's part of the
0: process. It is part of the process. But you know what? Next time, you know, am going to learn and I'm going to fix this up. All right, cool. uh, yeah. Are we good? Yeah. Perfect.
1: One camera died.
0: It's good. But what is so cool with that? Screw it. Yeah, I about that. I roll that no, no, no. You're good. So, just, I mean,. We were gone for like a minute. So like just just going back to what I was saying, I was like especially what like I know David Goggins preaches this and he says that people only live like to the capacity of like sixty or forty percent of what someone can actually be in life. Mm-hmm. And like that's the one thing that I wanna try to be. It's like I wanna live to all like a hundred percent of my full potential. And it's like I know for a fact I'm gonna fuck up like when I go door knocking, I'm going to, I'm going to stutter. I'm going to say something wrong. I'm going to make terrible eye contact. I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to have jitters, but it's like, I'm going to have one person who says, yeah, list my house. And that's really, that's all that matters. That's, that's all that matters. All that hard work, all that dedication, all those probably hundreds of doors I knocked at. all those hours of just sweating my balls off. I'm like, I got one listing off of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like that, like that can be contributed to anything in life. Meaning that like, If you fail, like the one thing I hate about this and I'm just going to rant about it because like this happens so much, especially at Stoneman Douglas, like one person gets an F on a test and they start bawling their eyes out in class, like bawling. And I'm like, (laughs) and I'm like, the definition of fail really means to me, it means first attempt in learning. Yeah. Like, 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 that's what I see it as. So it's like, if you're scared to fail, you're scared to win because failing is winning. Mm hmm. Cause it's like overcoming those obstacles.
1: Yeah. It's either a winner or a learn.
0: Correct. Correct. So, I mean, just kind of jumping back to what I was saying. I mean, like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have the balls or like the initiative to even start the engine. Cause I was, I was scared that the engine was going to blow up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, honestly, like just fucking
1: do it, dude, just fucking do it. I I've been wanting to bring on a second photographer for the longest time and Everything was just like, no, but like, that's your name. That's your brand. Cause like I, I was, I was getting to a point in real estate where it was like, I am getting too much. Like I need to be able to push a few things off. And I, I being trapped in something is just the worst thing. So I was like, I need to train someone. I knew I needed to, but it was like that taking that step because also my, my life, my whole life, I had my older brother, he was a leader of things. I, when I was in, like, I was in band like, I had a leader of something like I was never very, very rarely. I was never the leader of anything. I didn't understand leading or anything like that. I was always just the passive mm. I was just like, Oh, whatever happens will work i'll just do whatever i need to do like that was, that was my life so already that's also another thing that i was like kind of stopping I was like but you've never done anything before and obviously but you're gonna yeah. have to do it sometime and then i tried bringing on a person i tried to bring on a person and then just didn't work out just didn't work out and i was just getting kind of bummed out cause, like man i just really want someone i can depend on and then i couldn't teach the person. like someone didn't know how to use a camera at all they couldn't like <laughs> what it was, it was, it was there's just all these different berries and then shit it, it also just showed how mature I had to be because I could have used my, like, oh, you don't know what you're dealing with. No, but I had to like, no, it's okay. What we'll we're and like how to actually be leading. I was okay. studying, I was reading books, and like how to do this, because I've never been in that situation it was crazy for me. And then I um, was talking to the the head of this group that I'm in for the real estate that, that I do the photography for, and he's Paul Saperstein. And I was talking to him I was because like, he has a group that has over like 250 agents and he's a powerhouse when it comes to that stuff. And he knows how to just, handle people. Well, no stress. I've seen this man stress three times ever. I can count. And I was like, bro, you have all this like responsibility. Yeah, and then that's awesome. I was like, how do you bring in these agents that you can trust and all this stuff? He said, I was expecting this crazy scientific answer of, oh yeah, you have to make sure you set up this right. Make sure you throw out some advertising or whatever. He literally just looked at me like, just, just attract the energy. And for this guy, because he's not a really like that's something I'd here from like a more hippie, spiritual person, like just attract the energy, bro. But for him, like as a really just a fun guy that doesn't take anything too seriously. Well, he takes a lot of things seriously, but doesn't think too deep about things. He's not super like, Oh, maybe the meaning of the universe. He's not that type of person. So we're going to attract the energy. It didn't make sense. And then he said, no, think about it. Like when you think about something for enough, and then like think about a car for enough, when you're looking to buy a car and you see that one car, you see it on the road everywhere and it's not like it's coming to you. It's just you opened your eyes to see it. And I guess, that also that showed me like when I had to attract the energy when I, the energy that I was attracting was I already came into the space saying, ah, um, oh, but they're probably not going to be as good as me or it's just toxic stuff. And they're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, maybe they can't really do it. And I already made that perception. That they can't do it. So the people that came to me that wanted to do something like that, yeah. they couldn't do it because I already attracted that. And I said, all right, let me, yeah. let me, let me get a little, let me breathe for a second. I think someone can do it as someone in this world is probably capable to do it. They're responsible. They're guys, I kind of started thinking that I didn't write things down a thousand times. I didn't affirm it in my life. I was just kind of changed my mindset over it before I know it. My old buddy texted me and he was like, dude, I see what you're doing with the real estate. I just want to help out anything I can do. I was like, Whoa, it was like within like a week of me, like changing my mindset. And then I said, yeah, bro, come on and shoot. Oh God bro, how he came in and he just said, Oh yeah, we'll get, heat. he was cool with everyone. Really chill guy. Figured out how to use the cameras, went to the shoots. Showed up on time. I was like, bro, this is the perfect thing. Do you want a name drop? Yeah, Kevin Woy. Okay. He's a beast. Okay. He's so cool. And, uh, dude, he's a chill guy. And, and it makes me. How did how'd you meet him? He was in band
0: with me. Okay. <laughs> <and then, laughs>
1: yeah, it was in band. But he was two years above me. And we had mutual friends as well. So we we're always pretty cool. We were not super close, though, but we were cool. And then he said, yo, I, I want He's starting to get into photography at his own camera. He's like, let me see. I just want to learn a few things. And I was like, Dude, you don't even know what you just did. Yeah. You don't know what you did. Like maybe I'm not in the position to hand him like thousands of dollars right now, but I can at least open, I I can try my best to open doors. And that, that makes me feel so fulfilled that I have an opportunity to hand off a few things. I said, yeah, come with me to shoot. I'll show you the real estate photography. If he goes back to Orlando for college, he can do that there and make more money. Correct. And then I'm showing him how to do like portraits and even though it sounds like I'm making, I'm just really grateful to have an opportunity to pass things on. And then even though he's helping me, I feel like, he's helped me more in the way that I just feel so much better in the day. Like I'm having a good time with a buddy that we're doing work together and we're growing and I can stem off opportunities. We can bounce off ideas. And it's just a great thing, but it all just started me changing the mindset. I, at that moment I realized how powerful the mind really is because that, yeah, they, they say like you opportunities around you. But the reason why most people don't take is they just haven't opened their mind to see. You're you can literally blind it. You can have a million dollars in front of you, but it might be over a rock. And if you don't have the mindset to say, let's just look over the rock, you will never get that million dollars. Correct. obviously that's a very crazy analogy, but I'm just saying that that just showed me, bro, like positivity is the most important thing to success. And any person that is successful says, yeah, he thought he can find an employee that is a well-trained person and he can do it. And yeah, no, I'll make it, I'll figure it out. And you need—you don't need to have all the answers right there, but you just need to think that you can do it. Yeah. I, I got this. Someone else will help me, like, we'll figure it out. And you just keep the ball moving, and the momentum is what really brings people with you. And this camera just turned off. All right, we're going to switch it up one more time. you good. Yeah. you good. I guess we're still, like, in the process of figuring everything out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure.
0: I mean, even just having cameras in general is just fucking awesome. Yeah. So if it's kind of scuffed, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Do this have like a timer on them? Assuming so, like it's like a timer or delay, or is it like the battery you just cut yeah, short? The okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure out the next
1: podcast <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, no. Mm-hmm. But but like we're mm-hmm. saying, just get it started. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Because uh. once we get like what 200 more episodes going, no one's even gonna see this one again. Correct, correct.
0: Correct. Correct. Exactly. Like, 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 I was so worried to share my first podcast because I felt like you're it putting was, yourself out there. Yeah, no, no, no. One, it was putting myself out, out there. But two, it wasn't. It it wasn't a shit conversation. It was just like like shit quality. Mm. So I was mm-hmm. like, fuck. Like, I don't want people to think my quality's bad. Yeah. But but then I realized. I mean, it's but it's, even
1: as you improve, like, say, camera quality or mic quality or anything, you're also proving your quality of how you carry yourself, how you yeah. can talk, how you can like do small talk, how you do all that. Like, everything is building, not just your equipment. You Correct.
0: Know? Yeah. Like, uh, especially for this one, I feel like. I mean, I'm. I got my blood flowing. I'm not yeah, stressed out. Good. I'm not tight. Good. Like, I'm not. I'm. I'm not biting my lips. I know. Yeah. Oh,
1: Hopefully, hope the mic In the beginning cut In the beginning, like, cause like with cameras, like, I, dude, I'm always behind the camera. So, me. <laughs> That's so true. I'm just like. That's so true. How everyone feels when I film them, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but now, nah, yeah, I feel good. It, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, and so. especially like. For me, I mean, like, like once I'm, like, under, like, film, I feel like an actor. So it's, right? like, so it's like, you have to play a character. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, at least for me, I mean, I was always just some energetic kid growing up. And um, you probably have the same, like, the same mentality that you have, like, when you were, like, one to now, probably. Like, you just had, like, that I, I will, I can mindset. Assuming no. so.
1: No. No? No way. Stop it. Dude, no Stop. way. Listen, buddy. <laughs> <Stop> Listen, <laughs> buddy. I... Oh my gosh, bro. I told you in the last podcast, bro, I was a bitch, bro, and everything. I, I said, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. I don't think I can do that. I thought you said you were like a yes person the entire time. A yes person in the sense, like, I'll do it for you. If they ask me to do it, I'll do it. I will never say no as a yes person. Okay. But as far as my mindset about myself and how I my self-image, I was super insecure. Bro. I was like, dude, I'm way too skinny. I was like, I don't like how I look. I, I, I can't talk to this girl, bro. Okay. I can't do it. Like, it was... Bad and I'm telling you all the way up to senior year, that never changed. Only the thing that fuck? changed was my ego got big, okay. Which masked it. It didn't fix it. It just no. masked it. So instead of me being insecure, I was arrogant. I was like, no, like whatever. I can, I can do it. But it, I never believed it. Still, I still was just trying to put a mask over. So over t- from this past like year, basically, it, it's kind of a quick transformation. That I look at. I'm, over time you do develop certain skills, but I think this past year was obviously the craziest transformation that I've had to go through was cause I threw myself in an uncomfortable situations. Like I have been too comfortable, bro. Like all of high school, I was just basically just chilling with friends doing nothing. I was never, I was always comfortable. I was like, okay. If that's what life looks like when you're comfortable. I don't want anything to do with that. Let me throw myself, I'll say, let me do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Maybe I stripped myself a little too thin at times, but it was way better than doing nothing at all. And uh, yeah, bro. I had no confidence. I couldn't speak in front of anyone. It was when I, when I was comfortable though. Like I said, in front of friends, I'll be a fun guy to be around. But that was just like a small group of people. Yeah. Everyone else was like, it was kind of weird to um, be around. And people would probably think otherwise, just because I, I was good at putting on a decent mask. Like in school, I'd be like, "Hey, hey, what's good?" But what you'd notice if you look closer was I was never making an actual connection with anyone. I was kind of like going through a script in my head, like, yeah. "Hey, what's good, bro? Correct. Yeah, it's good." And I never really connected with anyone, and. um, I fig- when I was looking at my friend group though, I said, okay, this is who I'm hanging around. This is why I'm like this. I didn't blame it on them. I said this is like a friend group's a big yeah, no. to like who you become
0: because it's because it's you in ten years practically. practically. Like, yeah, yeah. will show, show you your future. Correct.
1: And I was like, okay, I need to show myself with people that I want to be like. And then I figured out a way like maybe I, I didn't like say well, we can be buddies, but I said I'll film for you. And I just think kind of like doing pitches for people that I like video and just being in the same room as people that I want to be around. And I think over time as I worked with enough people and I just put myself in uncomfortable situations and try to like learn a thing or two from everyone that I worked with, um, confidence started to build and also the mentality completely shifted and like started like filling my mind with like audiobooks and good podcasts. And it, I just had to, I was trying to put so much new information and new experiences in that I was trying to like almost push out everything else. Like, okay, that insecurity get that out of it. Yeah. You know, what? you look good, you're good, you're fine. You're having a good time. And, yeah, it's definitely it was a conscious, conscious act. Do you work out? Yeah. Like consist
0: like consistently? Yeah.
1: Just started consistently, uh so I was working out consistently for um let's see. I would say from middle of twenty twenty I got the UFIT membership and I was working out consistently. And a month ago, I actually hurt myself because I didn't breathe properly, and I actually messed up like my abs or whatever. Like, yeah, it was really it hurt really bad. But now I'm back in. And I work out five days a week. Good, yeah. Good. I mean, that's, that's been good for the mental. That's a self-confidence booster by itself. Oh my god, so, bro, dude. Good shit. Yeah, good shit. You've been working out for since you were five, right? <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. No, I've been um
0: just like kind of just uncorrelated to anything that we've we've been saying. But I. I re I started working out when I was 13 because I got rejected by a girl. Really? who said that like my looks were too
1: no way
0: too too off putting to her in words name that name drop yeah yeah
1: <laughs> don't name drop no chill
0: <laughs> and um and and she was like no I wouldn't date you so what I did is I lost 60 pounds oh. I lost 60 pounds and I and then I, I went back to her I'm like you want to go out she said no no way she said no. She said no. So I so after Dude. after that I was kind of balls deep, and I was yeah. like, whatever. I'm like, I'm just gonna work out for myself then. Yeah. And then um I started seriously lifting in like eighth grade because um I, I was gonna play uh, football for Stoneman Douglas, and um we had like a, a liftathon, which you did the advertisements on liftathon, or you did like a whole video that was set. The hype video. Yeah, that was oh, the hype video. okay. That okay. was the liftathon. Okay. We had the team shirts on. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. So were you in that? Yeah yeah oh, I was solid. I was. And, um, that, and that was my freshman year. And, um, I was the only kid who could bench 200 pounds in eighth grade. And I was like, wow, like I have potential. Like, and then ever since then, I just, I just loved lifting.
1: Yeah, bro. One thing I've always respected, bro, I've always seen you in high school. You're like, this kid works his face off no yeah. matter what. And I almost got in, I I think I was intimidated by you for a little bit. Like, cause you just didn't care, bro. You are like, I'm going to get whatever I need to get done. Like didn't matter. Yeah. You were working out, you were getting everything. Then you had your, you're eating right. Everything was crazy. Correct. Was
0: like, Everything was down to a science. And you know,
1: like, bro, that energy like radiated. It was nuts. Cause I remember seeing you. I was like, this kid's gonna be a mess. Like,
0: sport. fucking four in the morning. Like, again. Like, I mean, now starting Friday, I like, I'm gonna go back to my original training. Cause football's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good? Cause football's done. And on top of that, I mean, I realized that. Being working with Blue Realty, that like this is all I want to do in life. Is just mm. do sales, work with people, communications. Like I fucking love talking to people. Yeah. Like I love building relationships. I, I love having a good time, and just I love the energy I could get from people. Dude, like it's great. W- like you, like like something just connects. Yeah. And it's and and it's kind of like my third eye is looking at your third eye. And it's like <laughs> and it's like I, it's, I I honestly just love it so. T- Today is probably my my last high school my last high school football game. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna play next year. My goal is to because I'm still gonna be in school. I'm Wait, gonna. Oh, you a
1: junior? Yes, bro. What the heck? Yes,
0: I'm still in the grind. Huh? Yes. I thought you were a senior. No. Oh no. my god! Surprise, dude. Yes. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's true. Cause see, oh, no way, bro. Yes. I just realized this. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. So it's You're not that, gonna play football next year. Why not? No, because because I'm gonna tell you why. Because of the fact that the opportunities that I'm gonna get this summer, I'm gonna be working full time. I'm, I'm at my brokerage. With that, after school, since I can't do online school because I'm I'm gonna go full time. I'm I'm gonna do school from like seven seven forty to two forty, mm. and then after that, full time real estate agent. Dude. Full time real estate agent. Just Dude. be grinding. Nice. Yes, yes. Because of the fact that it's like. Like school to me is like low key my handicap, just because of the fact that again what you said about last um on on last podcast is like when when you realize you make more than teachers it's (laughs) you 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 feel like it's like a hierarchy in a way of just like you're on top and I mean and I know what you said today I mean you always want to be learning but I mean like what I really care to learn about learning things that will help me yeah what learning things that will help me exactly it's 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 like oh wow the Great Depression it's like I'm not trying to learn that for like seven class periods in a row.
1: Yeah. And one thing though, I have found that history is kind of cool. If you look into history, like I think that's one of the most underrated classes in my opinion, because I don't like the way school teaches history, though, because there's a lot of sensory in the way school correct. Teaches history. correct. That's the weirdest thing. But when you learn, like,
0: especially US history too, how they like, yes, how they love to bullshit us
1: And the Dude. US is the greatest country, but we've killed all these native US Americans. This was the weirdest class <laughs> ever. It's like, that's not how it went. Right? And then, but you also know that history is always written by the victors. Correct. When you when you read like, stories yeah. of the like the opposing side, bro, it's like a whole different perspective.
0: Yeah, because I mean, the people whose village got like pillaged and raped and burned down—I mean, you're not going to hear about their well, side prime of the story. Example, like
1: Alexander the Great. Correct. The other people didn't call him the Great, you know. Yeah. Like, he called. I, I don't think he named himself. I don't remember that whole story, but it's just like you see, like, it's weird how history is written. Correct. And I'm so curious how. Our error is gonna be written because I'm seeing this first time. I was like, are they gonna bullshit that too? <laughs> like, are they? That's no. what I want to
0: know. Yeah, no. I mean, I I honestly love seeing those TikToks where it's like, um, like for like the AP testing, like that, like the format's gonna be based off like a like a meme, like <laughs> trying to <laughs> interpret the meme, in like thirty, yeah. like thirty, thirty twenty eight.
1: Dude, where are like some gonna bullshit? go? Like. Remember know. that one? I think there's an. Era, I don't know if you remember, but like it was like when memes kind of were just broken for like a year, mm-hmm. and then it was just a distorted picture with, with like, like E. E, bro. Yes. <laughs> I'm like,
0: I'm like, as a society, we really came this far.
1: Oh, it was that oh, with that anime dude the long jaw. Yes,
0: bro. Like e. Lord Faqua. Yes, bro. Don't even ask me how I know that. Don't even ask me how I know that. But um, bro,
1: memes broke for a solid couple months, and they came back to normal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, kind of just going back to what I was saying about school. I mean, history is hella interesting. Yeah, hella, hella, hella yeah. interesting. But uh, I mean, also, I mean, I'm gonna say this till the day I die. I, I really should feel like um, like a any type of financial course should be an obligation in school, just as math, science, English, like you name it. The economics
1: PE. class. I mean, I can't give a valid. Uh, say on what school really was because I took all regulars. Like I didn't take those APs that you actually learned something because mm-hmm. my girlfriend took the APs and she said she learned some really cool stuff in history. So I say it's always like what you put in is what you get out as well. So I'm not going to say like, oh, high school sucks or anything like that. But my experience, obviously, because I took regular classes was just a waste of time. Yeah. And I yeah. did choose, I, that was a choice as well. Like I could have worked harder and everything. So that, that that's my two cents on that. But yeah, the, the concept of school as a whole, I wish they did push more financial. Yeah. Time. Like, I mean, at least
0: like economics. Like at least bare minimum. Yeah. You learn that senior year, but it's like very, very, very basic economics. Like no, no, yeah, Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, if they're teaching real life stuff about school. I mean, uh, they start teaching sex ed in sixth grade, mm. so why not just add on like a thirty minute like financial course? about oh, true. if you save a That's penny true. right now, you might get a dollar in the future. You're
1: teaching a just, sex ed in sixth grade, bro. That's right, bad. but 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 they don't care about
0: finances at all. Which
1: which, I mean.
0: Everything I mean, finances the pay for the baby. everything correlates to finances at the end of the day Like finance is like a pillar in every single relationship every single house. I mean in all life experience I mean, you know, the
1: number one reason for divorces is because finance correct you know, They have, they disagree on how they should spend their money or if someone's not making enough money That's the number one reason always there's other reasons that can factor into that but the core Disconnect is when the finances are not in unison.
0: Correct. Mm-hmm. And like that's like like that's one reason why like I really do cherish my girlfriend that I have now is cuz we have the same financial goals in the future mm-hmm. of just being of one setting up generational wealth for my kids and also setting myself up for the future in a way of we're not splurging everything in our 20s you know you know what I mean and yeah. we're not buying like the Louis Vuitton or 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 the finest champagne I mean
1: <sighs> I I think your lifestyle really like how do I say this the right way like when you budget a certain thing, and you choose not to spend enough money. You'll figure out how to have fun regardless.
0: Correct. Like yeah. You,
1: if you set a budget of five hundred dollars, you're gonna find a way to spend that five hundred dollars on fun. But the same way, if you budget like what twenty dollars for an evening, you're gonna go to the park. You're still gonna have the same amount of fun. Like, and then also when I started budgeting, I realized how much, um, like my relationships almost depended on me going out every single time. And like, like my friend relationships, I'm talking, and we were always we had to go out for food. We had to do this. If we were sitting there. We were spending money on like weed or something like, yeah, it was yeah. Like something crazy. And, Oh, and, right. um, yeah, no, when I, when I learned the budget, I learned how to have normal genuine fun again. I was like, Oh wow, you don't really need too much to have a good time. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: no, exactly. Exactly. Um, oh God, I was going to say something like pretty important.
1: Oh, but I'm then, my bad. I'm sorry. No,
0: no, no, no. But then like, I don't even know what happened. Some like government siren, the purge type things going on. They didn't want you to say it. Yeah, exactly. The government's trying to stop you. But um, I'm honestly just excited for like what this is going to bring us and hold to the future. Yeah. Because so, I mean, like these are just like stepping stones until like we get into like the holy grail of just podcasts. You,
1: you, you got to put in our hours though, you know? Yeah, but no.
0: No, I feel that.
1: Like I wish, I wish it could just be like three podcasts are at the top, but it's going to take. Dude, Joe Rogan, he's done for 10 years. Oh, yeah. He, he's on, like, his 1,400 episode. Now he has a contract with Spotify, but how many episodes? Correct. Do C- correct. And 1,400 like, episodes, bro, do you know how many hours? Yeah. On top of that, he did UFC. On top of that, he did stand-up comedy. Dude. And he still has time for his family. Yeah, That's yeah, I
0: mean. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he's got the same mentality. Like, just fucking hustle. Just yeah. hustle. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, I I really feel I mean unless you want to say anything else. I
1: don't know. I'm excited. I'm yeah, um,
0: yeah, I'm excited. And then hopefully uh, next podcast we're supposed to have Max Fisher on this, but he kind of he quit last second. But I, I can't blame him. On... He's working. No, baby. no, 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 yeah. no, no. I was about to say, but I can't blame yeah. him because yeah, uh, I mean, if you're dealing with real estate, agents, your 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 schedule is never free.
1: Yeah, and the yeah, schedule is, real never free. is it's a crazy thing like I, I, I respect the real estate agents that have time for their family because you're working all day Correct. Correct. Because It's not like money th- like all days anything and, and every dog eat dog world in that thing, too Because if you sleep for a couple of hours too long someone else took your deal. Yep. It's like psh, yeah done.
0: Yeah, so so but um, that's gonna conclude episode 4 with Darian Williams and um, Hell
1: yeah. Any uh, social media shout outs? The dolly Wave on Instagram. Okay. Let's go. That's my Instagram. And what's your Instagram? plug it.
0: At uh, Seanville Estate. And then at Seanville Da. And then at Seanville Gym, And then check us out on Spotify and Anchor, SoundCloud, YouTube. And uh, that's about it. It's a wrap.